Hello and welcome to K-Saves the USA. The date is September 13th. We are one day away from the California recall, so I thought I'd just jump onto the show today on my own. Really want to get my feet more wet running this thing myself. Uh, As you know, it is just me now doing the show. So I thought it'd be interesting to go through some headlines, uh, definitely touch upon... Oh, I'm just going to turn the volume down here slightly. Sorry if that messes with your guys' radio or however you're listening to the show. Um, I just didn't want to listen to myself that loudly. And we are filming today, even though I look really gross. I have put on so much weight since moving to the South, but I like it. I don't care. I like my food. Um... But anyway, let's uh, let's get into some headlines. Uh, you know, there's a handful of news networks that I look to. Um, I try to keep it as bipartisan as possible. I'm big fan, or used to be a big fan of the BBC, not so much anymore. Their bias is through the roof. But I guess the big, big, big story that most Americans are focusing on today I mean, it's it's got to be this recall, right? I mean, the Newsom recall in California is it's borderline hysterical at this point. Um, each side has their own reasons for the recall. Um, you know, there's the side on the right who want to get rid of Gavin Newsom because they see what he's actually done to California, how unlivable the state has become. Uh, for those of you who are loyal listeners, you'll know that I actually fled California um, earlier this summer and I moved to the East Coast to run the show with my former co-host who subsequently left the show as soon as I got here. Um, so I have like no friends and I basically spend all my time alone now, which is... I don't know what's worse, living in California, being scared for my life, or just being alone all the time. But there we go. I'm still going to keep working, going to keep moving forward as we do. Um, But I fled because California was just so unsafe. It was very difficult to walk around during the daytime, um, absolutely impossible to walk around at night because of the homeless crisis. Now, What a lot of people don't know about the homeless crisis in California is that men like Gavin Newsom makes huge, they make huge sums of money from perpetuating this type of mental health decline. It's for every one person that ends up dying on the streets or slowly dying, I should say, on the streets of California, the federal government will send money to these major governmental institutions to help mitigate and, you know, well, in inverted commas, help, quote, mitigate, uh, mitigate the just absolute lack of humanity. Um, and what that has led to is this influx of America's mentally ill men, women, and children moving to California because they know that that's somewhere that they can live and use drugs and descend into their addictions and, you know, live completely around their traumas and die prematurely from it. Um, So that was the real reason for the recall. Like anyone who claims that there was any other like major purpose behind it is making, like just just pulling that out of their bum. Um, That is just not the case whatsoever. The reason that we have this recall is because this is a humanitarian crisis that has led to a criminal crisis that has made California so unsafe and so dangerous. However, when I look into the headlines today, I'm shocked, not by the sort of LA Times of the world who, you know, 
for those of you who don't know, the LA Times is run by Chinese guy. It's like this, like, I mean, it might as well be the Babylon Bee um, of the left. The headlines in the LA Times are just so ridiculous. Um, but the LA Times reported on a pretty big story uh, about Larry Elder. Uh, he is one of the main opponents of Gavin Newsom. He could potentially become the next governor of California. Um, but he was walking through my old neighborhood in Venice Beach uh, earlier, I think it was last week, um, when a white woman in a gorilla mask egged him. Um, instead of reporting that a racist woman in a gorilla mask attacked a black uh I guess he's a politician, but he's also a, a talk show host, I believe. I was not aware of Larry Elder's work before he got so involved in politics. Um, but instead of reporting that this was a hate crime, which, by the way, is considered nonviolent in California, hate crimes are considered nonviolent under California state law. I will never stop repeating that. Another reason that Gavin Newsom is getting recalled. Um, instead of reporting it that way, I think the LA Times... I, I, I mean, it was, I don't even want to give them any more credit for the headlines that they posted, but it completely negated the accuracy of the interaction. Um, you know, I went on a radio station this morning, um, the Rusty Clark show out of Yuma, Arizona, and he was talking about how the polls are all siding with Governor Gavin Newsom, to which I replied with, when was the last time you were polled? He said, never. I was like, exactly. You can't trust polls. Why are we still listening to these things? Do we not remember 2016? Do we not remember 2020? Anyone who's depending on polls is an absolute fool at this point. They mean nothing. So, at a midsummer poll, and this comes from CNN, uh, California's recall election was getting close and Democrat Gavin Newsom was in danger of losing his job. Now, I love it when the news outlets phrase it as Gavin Newsom might be losing his job. Um, this is his entire identity. When Gavin Newsom gets recalled or, you know, if he doesn't get recalled, he's probably going to end up running as Kamala's VP or maybe even against Kamala Harris in 2024, because um, there's no way she's winning the presidency unless there's like some crazy manipulation. Um, it, it makes me laugh because Gavin Newsom isn't going to lose his job. He's going to lose his entire identity. Now, he's probably made enough money as governor of California, and because he's part of that kind of familial institution that defines the Democrats at this point, he's part of that kind of democratic monarchy over America, which will guarantee him a lifelong income, whether he's sitting on the boards of companies or whether he's, you know, getting kind of backhanded um, payments from, you know, Lord knows who. But it's really his identity that he could lose in this recall election, like his purpose, like the reason that he wakes up in the morning, which is to be a hairdo that controls a state who, I mean, he's like, he's so unaware. He's so unaware. Um, but anyway, the biggest story right now is whether or not Gavin Newsom is going to get recalled. So, my gut feeling is that he is going to weather this recall. It's either going to be a landslide against him, which will actually restore my faith in democracy, um, or he's going to weather this recall 
pretty healthily. Now, I think there are two reasons why he should and why he shouldn't win. And this is me talking as, you know, a kind of writer researcher, um, someone who has been involved with um, the kind of political aristocracy of this country and written and done research for them. Um, I think that the reason that he would get recalled is because he does present a threat to the Biden-Harris administration. Not just because people in California are sick of what he has done to California, making it so unlivable, making it so expensive, shutting down schools and businesses and, you know, perpetuating these lockdowns to the point where he's cultivated an entire generation of children who, you know, admittedly otherwise would be looking to become social media influencers. But he's kind of normalized this uh, dependency on the welfare state through his incessant marketing of stimulus checks and, you know, so on and so forth. So I think Gavin Newsom does in the long term provide a threat to the Democratic Party because should he decide to run in 2024, A, he's still going to win more votes than Kamala Harris. You've got to, like, people have to remember that she was not the first choice for VP. A lot of people were asked before Kamala Harris to become Joe Biden's vice president. They all said no because they knew that this was what the administration was going to end up like. Just an absolute cluster F of, you know, poor decision making, gaff on gaff on gaff, and, you know, really just there was never going to be another Obama Biden relationship with Biden in charge because Biden doesn't know what he's doing from day to day. I mean, it's embarrassing, really, and kind of elder abuse, in my opinion. So there's no way he can run again in 2024. So the natural successor to the Biden administration is Kamala Harris. Now, Kamala couldn't win a single vote when she ran for president initially, and she's already kind of outed herself as one of the most disrespectful women in politics in this day and age. I mean, the way that she laughs at the problems that she's tasked with solving, um, with the problems that she has accepted the role to help mitigate, such as, you know, this Afghanistan debacle, please don't ever forget that she laughed when she was asked questions about Afghanistan. She laughed at reporters. She laughed at this crisis. She is not a woman who shows respect to the dead. She is not a woman who shows respect to the men and women who give their lives to protect this country and that idea of freedom upon which this country was founded upon. Upon which? Anyway, you know what I mean. She is a cackling narcissist who couldn't do the job of president even if she had, you know, similarly to Biden, the sort of uh, Clintons of the world pulling his, you know, Pinocchio string. She is not, she's not good enough. Let's just just leave it at that. So, you know, Gavin Newsom could quite easily come in and, you know, kick Kamala's legs out from underneath her um, and therefore create a pipeline for himself to the presidency. He is probably the most famous Democrat outside of the sort of AOCs of the world, um, you know, I would say it's what Pelosi, Biden, Kamala, AOC. Who's that? Who's that witch that looks like, um, oh God, you know the one I'm talking about. Is it Lori Lightfoot? Yeah. The one who looks like Beetlejuice. Her. Um, and then Gavin Newsom, you know, he's part of that kind of political elite. He is Nancy Pelosi's nephew. Um, and he's run, the third biggest economy in the blah, 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 or the fifth biggest economy in the world, blah, 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 blah. 
or however it is that he describes it through those very, very, very fake teeth of his. Um, And so, you know, Kamala really has to kind of make that decision. You know, she's never going to win the presidency if it's her running. She could gerrymander and manipulate the situation if she has Biden come in, um, Biden, if she has Gavin come in and support her. But I honestly think that Gavin Newsom, and this is like some big insider gossip, this is just, you know, what I've heard from like women on the street and given, you know, the Rose McGowan story, which I'll get into in a minute. um, I don't think Gavin Newsom could run for president. I don't think that he has the reputation that he thinks he has. Most people in California, when we think of Gavin Newsom, he's pretty much up there with the Hunter Bidens of the world. Now, am I saying that Gavin Newsom does meth? No. Does Am I saying that Gavin Newsom does crack? No. But where the smoke, there's fire and... I'm not sure that his relationship with women, his relationship with entertainment and the entertainment industry um, pre the Me Too movement, um, I think all of that, should any of it come to light, would not only potentially risk everything that he's built, but would have a significant long-term negative consequence on the Democratic Party as it has been developed since the Clinton administration. So when you look at what's happening in the Democratic Party today, that all started back in the 90s. This isn't an Obama era thing. And it really bothers me when people go, oh, I think Obama's still in charge. It's just like, no, 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 no. The Clintons have been in charge since the Clintons were in charge. Um, You know, that's just the way it is. Uh, There was a reason why they put up either a black man or a woman in 2008. Um, And I was a huge supporter of Barack Obama um, up until, you know, it kind of came to light, like how much he completely ignored the safety rights, values and autonomy of minorities in this country. I don't want to get off on a tangent about Flint, Michigan, but there we go. Um... So I think Gavin Newsom, overall, he doesn't have a long-term career in politics because his personality and his life choices to date don't really allow for that. Um, This is the internet digital era. This is also, you know, post Me Too. I just, I don't see him surviving. And I see him actually bringing down even further the reputation of the Democratic Party um, across the country. And you know, it's really those kind of centrist male voters who decide who wins the presidency. And I don't think men across the country would vote for Gavin Newsom. He is a pretty boy. He is the guy that everyone shoved in a locker. That might be appealing to, you know, the limited number of people who can afford to live on the coasts. But long term, no, like he doesn't have a leg to stand on. So then we get into the kind of next uh, what if and potential, um, for Gavin Newsom, which is, oh, excuse me, as you guys know, or those of you who watch Joe Pag's show, I am the fart monster, but I guess today I'm also the Burt monster. Um, but, uh, the next thing I really want to get into with Gavin Newsom is, you know, if he loses this recall and he gets ousted from office, um, That's another huge loss for the Democrats, another huge failure that comes atop of a year of consistent failures. Like every time Joe Biden stands up to do or say anything, he fails at it. 
Um, my new favorite are these pictures going around. I don't know if you've seen them of uh, the young girls wearing the MAGA hats and the Trump hats. Um, absolutely hysterical. Like that is that is the absolute ignorance of him and his team. Um, it's almost like there's someone behind this administration going out of their way for it to fail. I mean, that's how badly it's being managed. And, you know, for me as a spectator, absolutely beautiful, almost as good as the British comedy scene. Um, but regardless, the Democrats need a win. They really do. They need something where they can start winning over the right side of this country and they can start really perpetuating the unity in more than just their words. Because Biden stands up all the time and goes, this is a time for national unity, and then does something to completely screw over half of the country. So, you know, like, he needs a win. So maybe California and the recall, they'll keep Gavin Newsom in place with the guarantee that he won't run in 2024. I think that's the only way, or or he agrees to become Kamala's VP, um, which would be so on brand for them. And I don't want to get back into that because I just went off on a whole tangent about it. Um, now, so it's a win-lose situation, whichever way you look at it. Gavin Newsom survives the recall. California descends more into catastrophe while the news and the kind of liberal media touts it as the best place on earth. Whereas those of us who've actually lived there and experienced it know that it's not, know that it is absolute hell on earth. Um, so either he wins and he has this potentially short-lived political career post-recall, um, that I, again, like I said, I just, as soon as he becomes a national talking point, um, in 2024, he's done. Like, the number of people who will come out against him and talk about who he is behind closed doors, I mean, like, he's done. Um, or they let him fail, and then they point to California. Now, here's what I would do if I was in the liberal media. What I would allow to happen is I would allow for Gavin Newsom to be recalled. I would put someone like Larry Elder in uh, this kind of hierarchical position um, when we all know it's the sheriffs who run each state. Shout out to the sheriffs, at least, you know, the decent ones, particularly Alex Villanueva, who I did a full 180 on. I used to not like him, now I do. Um, he is the sheriff of uh, LA County. But um, you put someone like Larry Elder in charge, and then you start shedding light on the reality of California, that it is incredibly expensive. It is an incredibly expensive place to live, but you can do the work and afford to live there. It's like one of those places, like, you know, the basis of, you know, the American ideal. You know, if you do the work, you will get the thing. Um, so if you do good work in California, you can afford to live there. Um, but it is still, regardless, it's still a very expensive place to live. Um, They'll go into the kind of crime and the safety. I mean, San Francisco is one of the most dangerous. Like, I would rather go and walk across Europe with a backpack on and nothing else, not even a gun, than I would walk... Like, I would rather do that than walk through San Francisco in the middle of the day. That's how dangerous San Francisco is. People are regularly putting signs on their cars that say, please don't break in. There's nothing in here for you. Um, go away. Uh, that's how dangerous it's become. You know, people, when I was still living in Los Angeles, people were getting murdered 
every single hour just for walking down the street. And that's not me being hyperbolic. That is 100% factually accurate for when I was living there. So if they're sensible, what the Democrats will do is they'll employ or continue to employ the left-wing media post-recall to say, look at what happened to California. It's awful now that these Republicans are in charge when really, really, these are all democratic policies that now the new Republican governor will have to mitigate. And that could be a huge talking point for 2024. You know, uh, I think everyone's pretty much convinced that Trump's going to run, which means that DeSantis won't be running. I'd be happy with either of them. Um, There's actually a number of other Republican leaders who I have a huge amount of time for. I have yet to see anyone come up in the Democratic Party that can kind of, you know, put their middle finger up to the establishment of the Democratic Party and move it back to that more centrist, common sense place. Um, You know, the the communists are taking over the kitchen, as it were. Um, when it comes to the Democrats. So, you know, if they put someone up who's any good, who can kind of actually unite the country, I'll, you know, I'll sit here and I'll talk about them on my show and talk about how much I support their policies by seeing that happening. So, I guess this is all my kind of tangenty way of saying, if they're sensible, the Democrats will allow for Gavin Newsom to be recalled, give the people of California that kind of short-term solution. Um... They'll give it probably about two weeks. That's like the standard news cycle, a week, 10 days, two weeks, give or take. Um, And then they will start talking about what an absolute dump California has become. And they'll blame Larry Elder or whoever it is that ends up taking over. Um, I also have a lot of time for Kevin Kiley. We interviewed him on the show earlier this year. I should really repost that episode. Um, But you can go and scroll down and find it somewhere on here. Um... So yeah, I think uh, I think the Democrats, they allow Newsom to be recalled. They mitigate that kind of long and short-term threat to their efficacy as a party. Um, and then they use California turning red as an excuse to destroy it during 2024. And that also gives Kamala a leg up because she can turn around and say, when I left California... <laughs> to go and go and blow joe biden (laughs) actually it's probably more likely that she's doing some dirty stuff with hillary anyway um uh you know that place fell apart we recalled gavin newsom and larry elder took over and then the whole place fell apart (laughs) when in reality it's been falling apart for years that's why people are leaving that's why the recall is happening in the first place and you know i i feel remiss if uh if i didn't bring that up so you guys let me know what you think, but I I genuinely believe that the Democrats are going to allow for Newsom to be recalled, and then they're going to use it as a long-term political spin for the 2024 election. Um, if you guys need any clarification on my ramblings and my witterings, please get in touch with me directly. Um, so I guess the last thing that I want to touch upon um, when it comes to Gavin Newsom is the story that came from AP, the Associated Press, um, that was entitled Allegations Fly as Recall Vote Looms for California's Newsom. 
Um, it says in a blitz of TV ads and a last minute rally, California Democrat Gavin Newsom urged voters Sunday to turn back a looming recall vote that would remove him from office while leading Republican Larry Elder broadly criticized the media for what he described as a double standard that insulated Newsom from criticism and scrutiny throughout the contest, which is 100% correct. You know, as I was talking about at the start of the show, um, the LA Times is a, it, it it's so bias at this point they should be embarrassed like I, I i feel so bad for anyone who writes for the la times like they must just hate themselves um i'm sure they make great money because again like i said it's a chinese businessman who owns the outlet um and it's it's shameful it really is shameful um, but anyway, uh, the main allegations that I'm assuming the Associated Press is talking about, I'm just scrolling down a little bit in this article, um, but Rose McGowan. Now, I have a whole thing on the work that I do with Daily Caller where I talk about women who make it harder to be taken seriously as a woman. Um, Rose McGowan for a lot of the stuff that she says does fall into that category. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say that I am a fan of hers. I didn't know who she was until um, all of the Weinstein stuff started coming out. Um, You know, I remember being very young and my mum saying to me, like, oh, if you ever become an actress, like, just be warned. You have to do, like, really gross stuff with men to actually get any advancement in that um industry and i was like well that's great because i can't even lie let alone remember lines and act so it's never going to happen to me um but i'm you know rose mcgowan i'm assuming that she was like an actress or a singer and she was assaulted by um by (laughs) harvey weinstein so here's where things get weird rose mcgowan oh sorry about the background noise there but rose mcgowan is saying that Newsom's wife, Jennifer, um, I'm assuming it's pronounced Siebel Newsom, attempted to persuade her in 2017 to not go public with her allegations of sexual misconduct against Harvey Weinstein. Um, I fully believe this story because I know a lot of women who uh, have pretty much done the same thing. I mean, like, I've never been sexually assaulted in this way, the way that Rose McGowan was. Um, like I've never been raped, um, but I've been assaulted and I've had men in my life who chose to treat me that way. And it was often women who would come to their rescue and say, no, no, he would never do something like that. Or there's just a complete blatant ignorance of it. And I know a lot of men, um, as well. Like, in fact, um, one of my friends from university recently laughed when I told him that I was doing some work with uh, the War Party movement, the official sponsors of this show, the reason that I'm still alive today. Um, And I said, look, we really need to start changing the rhetoric from, you know, one in three to one in 10 women are abused, from one in three to one in 10 men choose to become abusers. He was like, lol. Like, I don't think that's really how the statistics work. And I'm like, well, you're also the same guy who took me out for coffee to try and convince me to stop telling people that my ex-boyfriend slapped the shit out of me. So you can go fuck yourself. Sorry, I was trying so hard not to swear, but, you know, given the subject matter, I mean, I'll swear all I fucking want. Um, So Rose McGowan, you know, this story is gut-wrenching for pretty much all women because it's so hard to be taken seriously as a woman, you know, 
like even just a couple of weeks ago, I had a situation where I was out for drinks with a group of people who admittedly I didn't really know that well, but I was out with, um, you know, at least one man who took, you know, took care of me. Um, and we were all out playing darts. We'd had a great day. We'd all been like day drinking. And one of the women um, who I was out with, her boyfriend, when no one was looking, walked up behind me and yanked the back of my head. So I sew my hair in, like, this is all a weave, pretty much. Um, So, you know, I mean, having your hair pulled hurts in the first place, but having, like, an actual weave pulled, like, that stings. Like, it's, and it's also really expensive to have it put back in. Um, And he ripped out a couple of the actual um, braids, so you know, literally the next, like, I left as soon as that happened, I turned around, I looked this guy dead in the eye, I was like, put hands on me again, I will kill you, motherfucker, um, you know, the friends, one of the guys that I was with saw what happened and immediately walked me out of the bar, we got an Uber, took me home, um, the next morning, I called the godmother of this woman, told her what happened, and she literally ignored everything that I said, like, couldn't give a shit, about the fact that her goddaughter is in a relationship with a man who would do that to a stranger. I dread to think what is happening to her goddaughter. It's disgusting behavior. Um, So I know that this stuff happens because it happens to me. Therefore, I know it happens to other women. I also have a wealth of women who come to me and tell me these stories. And if you are listening and you have been through something like this and you just need someone to talk to, please get in touch with me. I will always be a voice of reason and I will always be someone here to just sit and listen and not tell you that you're crazy and not ignore you and not completely disregard you, which is exactly the opposite of what Gavin Newsom's wife did to Rose McGowan. Which, you know, there's a special place in hell for women like this. And, you know, this this is exactly what I'm talking about when it comes to Gavin Newsom and the political oligarchy that he is a family member of. These people think that they are so important and so above the law and so above everyone else's moral character, almost to the point of being like above God, that they think that they can do this to others. I'm so proud of Rose McGowan for standing up and telling this story. I was impressed when she stood up during the Me Too movement, but to stand up and tell her story, I mean, I know what it's like to be disregarded. I know what it's like to be ignored. There is a reason why I am doing this show alone now. Any woman who ignores other women who have gone through, whether it's as small as getting your hair pulled by a stranger's boyfriend, or as big as being raped and then taken out for lunch or receiving a phone call, I think it was, um, from the wife of a stranger. So like, imagine, imagine being raped and then receiving a call from a very powerful stranger's wife telling you not to go forward with essentially dealing with legally your abuser. I mean, honestly, I hope Newsom's wife, I, I, I dread to think what this must mean for her daughters and what this is going to mean long-term for the women in, um, in her family. Uh, you know, it reminds me of 
if you guys, I think there's a, like, there's a documentary called One Child Nation, um, which is about the one child law in China. And, um, yeah, Gavin Newsom's wife reminds me of the female, God, I can't remember what her role is within, um, the party, uh, the communist party in China, but she's sitting there in this documentary and she's laughing about a woman who she found in some random village who was pregnant, who, you know, was about to be forced into an abortion, you know, well into her pregnancy. I think she was about seven months into the pregnancy. Um, and this woman was sitting there laughing as she described how this pregnant woman went into a fit of hysteria when she realized what the leaders of this party were about to do to her, um, that she took off all her clothes and started running through the streets. Now, I'm not lucky enough to have been able to have had kids at this point, but yeah, I think if someone was going to force me into an abortion, like, I would probably have a mental breakdown too. Um, but the fact that another woman sat and laughed at that behavior, like that's what Gavin Newsom's wife basically did. And um, God bless, God bless Rose McGowan for coming out and pointing a finger at her and saying, you're a fucking bitch. I don't think that's actually what she said, but that's what I'm thinking that she said. That's basically what she said inside my head. Um, so yeah, Gavin Newsom's California. You want to hear more about it? Go back to the first couple of seasons of this show. And um I mean, I'm, I'm so glad we have it as a timestamp for what was happening, you know, even just earlier this year, what's happened over the course of the last few years in California. Um, Gavin Newsom absolutely deserves to be recalled. Um, I don't have faith that the mainstream news media will ever tell the truth about California, but I will. So please keep tuning in. Um... You know, I know the show is about Save the USA, and I hope that... I guess, like, the only thing I really want anyone to do today, anyone listening, is you will know someone in your life who's being abused. You will know someone who's in a pretty miserable situation. Someone whose, you know, life hasn't maybe turned out the way that they wanted it to. Someone who's feeling alone. Like, please reach out to that person today you know, even if you know that you disagree on politics or you disagree on some other fundamental in life, who gives a crap? Like, you're all human beings and, you know, if all these parties went away tomorrow and there was no one to vote for, we would all be friends. So why don't we just start acting that way? Like, I don't know when we became so obsessed with politics, probably when the politicians started trying to remove all of our rights and started destroying our homes. Um... But, like, just please, just please go and speak to that person. I'm going to reach out to a few folks, I think, um, who I know need it too. So, please follow my lead, do the same, and um, I'll be back with you this week. We've got some fun shows coming up. Um, and, yeah, go subscribe. Please subscribe to my Patreon so I can afford to keep doing this. I'm doing it alone now, so, you know, it's it's tough, but... I enjoy it. Um, please go and subscribe to other people that I work with, like Joe Pags. Um, I've been reading the news for him uh, the last couple of weeks on Fridays when Carrie's been out. Um, you know, just just start surrounding yourself with like 
good people and start being a good person to the people you surround yourself with. Okay, I'm going to shut up now. Thanks so much for listening.